Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got an exciting one with a lot of announcements. It's been Mobile World Congress, which means we're talking new phones from Samsung and HTC. We also have big announcements from Google and a preview of the next Apple event. It's a great episode of Don't Panic, and it's going to start for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 84, published March 2nd, 2015. On a Title II victory, G Plus Split, and Samsung on Edge. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that didn't release a phone this week. I'm Sean Jennings, <laughs> and I am joined by the Canada of technology. He needs no allies. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's Colby Rabideau. Hi. How are we doing this uh, week? Pretty good. Um... I'm excited that it's not supposed to snow for more than, I don't know, like eight inches this week. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Just for a little mm-hmm. bit. It is March after all. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty pleased with that. Um, I don't know. I feel like I might regret saying this, but like I feel like we've gotten over like the winter hump and now like... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we got, like, you know, one more big storm or something, but I would be surprised if we got another, like, entire month of snow. Um, So, hopefully, hopefully we're through the worst of it. Yeah, the problems with, like, the consistent stuff where it's, like, every couple days where it's hitting you, hitting you, and yeah, we'll probably get one or two big storms, but as long as it's consistently mild, I'm okay. It's Mm -hmm. looking sunny skies are ahead. And that's the way we Definitely. like it. Yeah. Well, thanks to all of you out there for joining us. This is Don't Panic. We do this Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on the Internet. Don'tpanic.io is the website. There are links to anything and everything related to the show, including past and current episodes, audio and video. We also have all our picks listed there. You can also get all our social media accounts and all the places you can download and subscribe to the show or on that fantastic website. Um <laughs> I'm excited for this week's show. We we teased this a little bit last week, but it was Mobile World Congress this week, which meant a lot of announcements from major manufacturers. In addition to that, we have a lot of announcements from Google, who who uh, essentially keynoted Mobile World Congress, and we had a big FCC vote and a big Kickstarter launch. Uh, so much news. And never mind next week's Apple event. Oh, yeah. So... I, That's I don't, true. I don't even know where to begin on this list. I mean, basically, you're, we're guaranteed to have an exciting show for the next two weeks at least. Yeah, and and no Dan Miller this week. And but maybe next week. Maybe next week. We literally we're, he could he could be in we're a not sure. somewhere in Europe. We we really just have no idea. He he does keep tweeting though, so I'm pretty sure he's alive, unless he's been kidnapped and oh someone else is. God taken his skin stolen his identity or at least his twitter username how funny would it be if some guy who some guy who looks nothing like dan calls into the show next week hey guys <laughs> how's it going missed you be like what's, uh... what's dan dan miller <laughs> you know, he has like a british accent or something i think that'd be great i mean regular dan's happen. fun but british dan could also be fun That's uh, true. <laughs> let's jump in um and i guess any any i, I will ask any particular story Hmm. But I'm happy to jump in as well. Want to just get the FCC stuff out of the way? I think that's I, fine. I mean, God, how long have we been teasing this? Ages. I mean, we've been taught. We talked about this on at least like six shows. It easily, easily, yeah. and it was all about how the FCC will regulate the internet. Right. That was the big question. Net neutrality doesn't matter what you or I think. Right. It matters what the five people on the FCC think. Well, it all came down to a vote this past week. And for now, net neutrality won. I should have some celebration music or something. But uh, yes, in a three to two vote, the FCC established what they call the open Internet order, which doesn't sound terrifying at all. Um, (laughs) That does uh, a few things. It's an order. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Strict net neutrality rules. The big three to remember here. No blocking. So you can't prevent someone from getting to a site as long as that site is legal. Throttling, so now slowing down people from accessing sites. Or what paid fast lanes, or companies paying for prioritized access. Those are the big three this vote 
enforced through what we've talked about on the show before is Title II, or the rules that govern things like your telephone service, um, tr- your traditional telephone service. Other big news here, this applies to mobile internet. This is the first time net neutrality rules have ever been put on bra- uh, wireless internet. And the one other part of this rule that also won was a vote to abolish rules around uh, municipal broadband. So there are uh, laws in about, it's a lot, it's like 41 or something states that limit municipalities' uh, ability to put in their own broadband network. Now, cities have tried, and Comcast lobbyists have prevented them from doing so by putting laws in place preventing them from doing it. This mm-hmm. FCC rule lifts a lot of those laws. Now, of all the things they passed this week, the municipal broadband are probably the most likely to get repealed only because yeah. no one knows if the FCC has the rights to tell states what they can and cannot do, and odds are they don't. Interesting. That's yeah. up for debate. And that, and I should preface all this by saying there will be lawsuits and there will be congressional action. Oh, know yeah. What or to what extent or who will win or it's not over by any stretch, but it is a big deal. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I did some more thinking about this and I decided that um, the like the reason I think we have to have something like this is because of the municipal broadband stuff like the fact that most most people have almost zero choice in their in their home internet provider that's why we have to have net neutrality rules like i think it's to be honest i think it's less of a big deal on mobile because frankly there's competition in the mobile space like i can go get a phone from any of the carriers given i live in in a major metropolitan area but there's nothing stopping the carriers from a a new carrier from from uh i mean not to say there's nothing but there's no 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 like legal problems stopping a new carrier from from entering my market but there there are things stopping like new uh like cable type isps from stopping it so yay success for now yeah, and it's I, I think the municipal broadband thing is brilliant. And I think the thing about net neutrality is it's the subtleties, right? No company is going to straight up block access to YouTube unless you pay them more because I don't think they could get away with that. But it's, you know, uh, wireless companies being upfront and honest with you about throttling rather than claiming it's unlimited and secretly throttling, right? It's right. companies like T-Mobile who have their music-free thing where the music doesn't count towards the streaming – which I don't have a problem with so long as it is open to anybody who wants to join the program. You know, it's those mm-hmm. subtleties. And that's what I think is great about this law is it's not like a 300-page amended, amended, right. amended law. It's yeah. really basically three rules, and they're pretty straightforward. And that, you know, you understand this the second someone says it. And to me, that is what is really great about this. It wasn't bogged down. It wasn't ripped apart, and we got one-tenth of what we asked for. This is Mm -hmm. what was put out. This was what was approved. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we'll see, like, you know, I don't know. The FCC is one thing. We'll see what happens once Congress and the lawyers have their, have their, I don't know, after they have at it, see what it looks like then. But I don't know. This is what we wanted, I think. This is what, like, people who are, who, are passionate about this this stuff wanted so it's pretty cool kind of interesting yeah I, I will say it's gotten us talking more about the fcc than i thought we ever would that's for sure yeah. <laughs> and what right. authority they have and who votes and all this stuff i mean it's it's very rare the fcc comes under such scrutiny uh, <laughs> and certainly they're gonna i'll tell you what the fcc is gonna matter more and more and more as these as time goes on um because next up they're going to be approving or not approving uh time Warner comcast at&t direct tv mm-hmm. um that that's really their next big step and if as someone who is completely uninformed this would lend me to believe that they will either not approve comcast time warner or put an immense amount of restrictions on that merger mm-hmm. and that'll be interesting to see indeed so congratulations internet you won for now <laughs> they take it away from you like everything nice you've ever had. Let's continue on to 
Phones. Let's talk phones. Uh, All right. Mobile World Congress in Barcelona this week. Everybody's showing off stuff. We don't have time to show everything. There's a lot of stuff out there. Sony had some good-looking phones. Uh, Motorola put out a new phone this week. A lot of other stuff. We only get to a couple, but we'll hit the highlights, including Samsung. This was the big one, right? This was the one we were all waiting for, because let's... uh, I will be real. The S5 was a bit of a disappointment. We know it didn't sell well. We, we know that for a fact. But it was a lame phone. Wasn't very good to look at. Didn't work particularly well. Software was not that great. Big question, can Samsung turn it around with the S6? And so they announced it. Two phones, the S6 and the S6 Edge, and I'll put them on screen for you at home uh, who are watching our uh, video version, which I recommend you all check out. Um the highlights of these phones are that they are really, really, I think, good looking. <laughs> that is first and foremost for me. I mean, the design on these things are absolutely outstanding. Um, this is It's all glass on the front and all glass on the back. Um, the S6 Edge most notably has that curved edge. We've talked about this on the show before, um, where, where the screen actually curves around both sides of the phone. Um very similar to the Note Edge, which was the first version, uh, although that only had one on the edge. Um, it's Gorilla Glass 4, which is very strong stuff. Uh, let me go through some stats here for you. 5.1-inch QHD Super AMOLED display, uh, what reviewers are calling the most insane display they've ever seen put on a cell phone. It's insane. It's it's something like, I, I read somewhere, something like 577 pixels per like tiny unit of thing it's like insane um three gigabytes of ram internal store 16 megapixel cameras optical image stabilization a new better fingerprint sensor uh heart rate monitor uh, integrated support for wireless charging fast usb charging uh we talked about last week integrating loop pay which they recently acquired so no surprise there that allows you to pay with what they call samsung pay um it will come with uh, Android 5.0 Lollipop, customized with a supposedly lightened version of TouchWiz. Um, most notably, this new design makes it so you cannot remove the battery, and you cannot add an SD card. Um, and it's also not waterproof, which some of those past phones were. Huh. If you're looking strictly at the design, I could make the argument it kind of looks like an iPhone six. I mean, it. it, it <laughs> there's really, the, there's the one picture here that looks exactly yeah, like the an bottom. IPhone 6. The bottom. The is bottom. Identical. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, Colby. What what are your initial thoughts on just reading and looking at the the S and the S six and the S six Edge? I don't know. I mean, I think. I, I think it certainly looks nice. It definitely looks like like if I had to pick between this and my my S4 S5 that I used to have, I think it was an S4 that I had. Like I would much rather have this. It looks it looks nice in in an Apple HTCE kind of way. It looks cool. I'm like I'm interested in the bent screen thing, but I I'm pretty sure I don't care. Mhm. Like it, 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 it. I don't know. I'd like to see one in real life because it, it's it's kind of novel. But I I don't think like it seems like the I don't know like the selling point for that is you can like leave it on the table and like see it from an angle. But I <laughs> when I never you ever like, going to do that. Right. I don't leave my phone out. I don't know. I mean, maybe there are other people who don't sit at a computer all day, but like I pretty much sit at a computer all day. So I don't, I don't need that. And aren't our smartwatches supposed to replace that anyway? (laughs) Right. My my Samsung Galaxy gear was supposed to, uh, (laughs) so I didn't have to do that. Well, now you don't even have to look down at your wrist. You can just look at your phone. Thank God. It's about time. Right. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I don't think the f- phone like 
I don't think the hardware design is the reason people are leaving Samsung phones or not buying Samsung phones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like the crapware and the just just terrible, terrible operating system. So, and I mean, not terrible, like Android is not terrible, but just the things that Samsung has done, like it's just really cluttered and unpleasant and like you can get something less cluttered and less unpleasant. And I, I, I can't imagine why you would not choose that if, if you would experience the former. So, yeah. And that's, that was one of my favorite things about this announcement that Samsung <laughs> bragged about how the phone has 40% fewer features in the software. That was a selling point is it has less software. I'm like, you know, I mean, you really screwed up at that point. Good. Yeah. My, good for them. That seems like the right decision. I'm not sure 40% less isn't, is enough less. <laughs> like, yeah. what did they leave in? Like, I'd love to see a, le- I want to know what features people weren't using that they got rid of. That would be, you know, is it like the scrolling with your eyes thing or having four <laughs> things at once? I or, certainly hope so. Yeah. Who knows with Samsung, but you know, I, I I was I was really thinking about this because Samsung is very interesting to me because I have never seen a big appeal to their products. They're fine, but it was never something I wanted to go out and buy. Right. And so I looked at this and I really thought about this. I think these these are very good looking phones. Some of the best looking Samsung has ever made. Arguably some of the best looking Android phones. I think that's absolutely true. They're gorgeous. Good on Samsung. And to be honest, I could care less if they got rid of the battery or the SD card or any of that. I think a better looking phone is worth it. That's why I get an iPhone. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. But I think you're exactly right. And I thought about it. Even just Android in general, I don't understand why I would want that over an iPhone. Like, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm a big Apple guy. Like, oh my God, Apple's great. Uh, It's just, I don't, at best, it's a break even. Like, I don't see any big advantages to that anymore. Yeah, well, right. And I feel like for a long time, Android was the, like, Android had way more features, but they just weren't weren't as polished. Whereas the iPhone had less features, but everything worked pretty well. But I don't think, I think, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of evened out a little. Like, Apple, Apple has, you know, a lot of, I don't know, like most of the Android stuff is equivalent. And sure, lots of, there are lots of little things that are different. There are lots of details that are different in the way things work. But at the end of the day, I don't know, like feature-wise, it's pretty equivalent. And like, I don't, I, I think the iPhone has, has a better camera, better picture-taking experience than your average Android phone. Um, they have, I don't like Apple has their own fancy stuff like Touch ID. I guess this, this phone has fingerprint scanning yeah. or I mean, whatever. They're, you know, they're they're identical. And listen, the, the two main reasons the average person, for me, would get an Android phone is one, cost. But that doesn't right. apply to these phones because they will be the same as an iPhone. Right. Or because Android is an open operating system, right? You Oh, you can install right. any APK you want. Oh, you can put on your own custom ROM. Well, 98% of Android users are never going to do that. Right. So yeah. it's just fascinating to me that I look at these phones and I'm like, they're really good looking phones, but I could not point out a single reason I would go for this over an iPhone. Mm. I mean, aside from the bent screen, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, it's interesting. Yeah. And I mean, you know, maybe to some extent it's an ecosystem thing, right? Like, yeah. You know, if you're bought into the Google thing or if you're not bought into the Apple thing, but it's still like the phone. I feel like the phone, you don't have that problem with the phone. Like no, everything it, works on it. It's iPhone. such a fallacy. I don't own a single other Mac product and I, I might. Right. Google stuff yeah, works great true. with my iPhone. Good, it's good never point. been better. So it's right. I don't I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, it was bound to happen eventually. Right. Windows, arguably Windows and Macs are can do all the same stuff. They do it differently, but they do all the same yeah. stuff. Right. I mean, I think it's kind of a toss up now. Like right now at this point in time, there is there is very little reason to get one or the other besides personal preference. That's right. And buying into an ecosystem, I think, is a fair argument. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's something we're forgetting, but maybe. But I, I think this is Samsung's best entry yet.
Yeah. It looks nice. It looks like a it's nice a, phone. It's a good phone. So it doesn't look plasticky, which I, I no, <laughs> which I no, find. no more the fake leather on the back. Oh, that was awful. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, we have HTC's One M9, the phone you forgot existed. Uh, this is the update to the HTC One uh, M8, uh, which we've talked about briefly on the show before. Um, it it they basically just upgraded the internals, and that was it. It's got a faster processor and a new, supposedly better camera. Um, but outside of that, it's really the same phone as the M8. Now, to be fair, the M8 was a very highly reviewed phone. Um, the the people who used it really liked it. Um, actually, they liked it so much, they made a Windows Phone version as well. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't believe it was any kind of massive major seller. I don't think anywhere sold out of the M8. Um now the the early reviews is that the camera is kind of weak um which is a, a disappointment and certainly something people are going to be concerned about um i think a camera is one of the biggest features you can have on a smartphone these days um but certainly one on the upside is the uh htc sense which i know some people like some people don't you're gonna be like that on any android skin um but that's basically that's basically it there's really not a lot to say about it yeah it exists. You will soon be able to buy one. <laughs> Uninspiring. Yeah, it's fine. That's that's really what it is. It's fine, and and right. I don't know if that's going to be good enough. But I I would be. I think the only way this phone really scores is HTC fans, or if the phone comes in cheap. If this phone comes in at ninety nine dollars, I think you've got a compelling product. Right. Oh yeah. Well, then, then you got a nice, like, top-of-the-line phone for a not-top-of-the-line price. Right. But but at 199 I don't know why you would get this over a Samsung or a... If, right. if you were specifically... Or even Motorola makes really great phones, so... Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough market, but... Good on HTC. HTC also announced a uh, GPS-enabled uh, wearable band called the Grip, as well as a virtual reality headset in partnership with Valve called the Vive. Just letting you know among many other things announced. Oh, and I should point out that the Samsung S6 and S6 Edge will work with their Samsung virtual reality headset thing. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And they think that's one of the reasons why the displays in those things are so insane. Oh, that makes sense, actually. Because you need that kind of resolution. um, Right. They say it looks really good in the headset. Yeah. Um... Let's continue on. We're breezing through the news here. I guess we should talk about Google... All right. Sundar Pichai, the essential number two at Google uh, these days, went and keynoted Mobile World Congress. Now, Google didn't have a... This wasn't a press conference. This wasn't an announcement. This was simply a talk. However, he thought it would be a good time to let out some interesting information about Google, <laughs> certainly ahead of their I.O. conference in May. We'll start with Google Plus, uh, the social network you forgot existed. Um, people have been saying for a long time Google Plus is interesting because it's kind of a, like a, a weird collection of good features that each on their own are good, but are somehow all smashed together under Google Plus. Um, Bradley Horowitz, the new head of Google Plus, because the old Google Plus head, uh, David uh, Vespris, just quit. Uh, after a year on the job, uh, the new guy came in and said, we're going to split it. We're going to split Google Plus into two parts. We're going to have streams, and we're going to have photos. So the photos feature a a big plus, I would argue, of Google Plus. Um, The photos, very people really seem to like all the features included in there, integrating with Google Drive and automatic upload from Android, and people were happy about that. Um, That will be its own sort of service. And then uh, streams will be sort of that news feed you're used to uh, seeing when you log on to Google+. Um, there's also Hangouts, which wasn't... It was kind of included. Uh, Sundar Pichai confirmed it will live on as sort of a standalone product. Um, it really just sounds like Google's trying to figure out where all these pieces lie. Um, and, and there's really no clear answer. Yeah. I think... I don't know, like... 
I think this is this. I don't know. Like, it seems apparent that no one really uses Google Plus, like the Google Plus stream. Like, obviously, people use Hangouts. I use Hangouts because it's great. Um, obviously, people use the photos, but I think people use the photos in much of the same way that people use, like, the photos app on their iPhone. Like, it's the thing that uploads their pictures from their phone, not the thing they share share their photos with other people with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the reason they made this split between streams and photos is that streams is going away soon. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. And, and I think photos makes way more sense as a drive product than it does a Google plus product. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. It, you know, in a way, this is the way that Google has always been. It's like a bunch of di- they have a bunch of different tools. Like they have search and they have Gmail and I don't know. Like I think Google Plus was a noble effort to combine them all into one thing. But like frankly, so- sometimes when you combine, try and combine a lot of things into one thing, they all get less useful, or they get it gets more confusing when they're all muddled together like that. Like, I feel like, in a way, Facebook kind of had that problem, like, organically, because Facebook grew out of one thing. So so it started off as the one thing, and they created a bunch of, like, really useful things off of it, like the Photos product and events and Messenger and blah-de-blah. And, like, then they hit, hit a point where, like, no one can possibly use all of this inside of Facebook proper because... You know, because it because it's too it's too complicated to shove into one thing. Um, so and now now they're breaking it out into separate apps. I think, you know, I don't think this is bad, and I think some like really good things came out of Google Plus. But yeah, I, I, I'm not I, sad to see it go. I'm I'm not. I don't feel anything <laughs> to see it go. Yeah, I mean, listen, Google Plus had a very good nugget of an idea in the middle of it which was how do we unite all of google's products yeah and on some level they succeeded right you now have a single sign-on for all of google's products youtube used to have its own separate accounts and now it's all powered by google plus right that's true i'll happily give them credit for that and if that's all google plus is remembered for to me that's a success i think what went wrong is the implementation of having a stream where you're posting statuses and links and pictures and what have you. I don't think that was ever anything people wanted. Um, no, I, I mean, I think they were trying to be like, it was Facebook, like it was the Facebook news feed. And I don't think, I don't know. Like, I don't think that's the future. I think that was, I mean, at the time it was the right now, but I don't think it's the future anymore. So yeah, I it needs some it needs some work and and I I think it I'm not going to jump to say the feed is dead just yet. I I could I I could imagine them finding other uses for it even if it was just a feed of all the crap I do on Google and it made yeah. an easy one-stop shop for me to say I shared a, a Google Drive file with Colby and you can comment on it and then maybe there's a public feed like that. All right, you're starting to make a little more sense. Um but hangouts, photos, you know, these are these are really good things to come out of it. And and you know, Google's a company not afraid to fail. They have a massive graveyard of failed products. Right. That's okay. Because you know what? Got a lot of good stuff out of it. So for everyone who says Google Plus is a big failure, I don't agree with that. I really don't. Right. Yeah. Some parts worked, some parts didn't. Yeah, I think the the I don't know, like in a way, the face of Google Plus, like that feed thing, that was a failure. But yeah, to say, yeah, to, to say it, it was the project, I think, was certainly not. No, not at all. Yeah. Now, in addition to Google Plus, it was also talking about Android Pay. Sundar Pichai again confirmed this is a new product called Android Pay from Google. Um, it's not a new product. It's an API layer. 
which allows other companies to support secure payments on Android in both physical stores and via apps. So in similar to Apple Pay, you can pay in apps, you can pay in stores. Uh, the difference here is that Android Pay is underlying technology. So I'm going to try and figure out um, how this works. They didn't really say. Uh, <laughs> I, I, th- I think what it is is it's going to be... Citibank will have their own app, and you'll have your Citibank card in it. But it will process the payments securely through Android Pay. That, to me, I'm starting to think that's how it works. Or if I'm Best Buy, Hmm. you can, instead of having to type in your credit card number into the phone, your Android Pay information will be linked to your Google account on your Android phone, and you'll be able to one-click order things. I'm I'm guessing that's how it, it works. I mean, they haven't really been very a lot of details. Yeah, yeah. Seems, I don't know. Seems right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they have to make an Apple Pay now, right? Yeah, like Samsung it's required. I just, yeah. I'm really pissed off. Everyone's doing Pay because there's Apple right. Pay, Samsung Pay, and now Android Pay. Really, guys. Really? <laughs> it's a yeah. Weak. Um, but yeah, no, they they have to do it, and I'm not surprised. I think. I think having the underlying structure is important, and I think Google realizes that. And they've even said Google Wallet isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It will be a separate service. All Android Pay does is handle the transactions securely. And I think that's what a lot of apps want. Right. So, especially if it's linked to your Android account, your Google account, on your Android phone. Yeah. Well... Exciting, unexciting stuff. Uh, you know, I think it, if all this does is get more places to put in NFC. Yeah, that's true. I'm happy about that. Because not, right. not one of these companies have said, and we're supporting current C, the crappy QR code version of this. That makes me feel good. Because pretty soon, if all the phones have NFC, <clears throat> you, you've got a lot more incentive for stores to include it. That's true. So. Yeah. That would be cool. I still haven't used Apple Pay. <laughs> Someday. One day. that w- I still don't have a credit card that works with Apple Pay, so... I gotta get a real credit card. That's, um, that's a- my, my Fisher-Price credit card. Um, <laughs> so, in addition, another announcement. Sundar Pachai, man, he is just the machine gun of announcements here, shooting across the audience. We've teased this on the show before. Google Wireless Service could be coming to a city somewhere. Uh, He acknowledged that they are working with existing partners to create its own MVNO network. Uh, He did not say which networks those were. It's presumed Sprint and T-Mobile, mostly because they're the biggest MVNO resellers. Um, But he did reveal that Google has been in contact with Verizon Wireless and AT&T as well. Uh, So he's talking with all of the carriers, unsurprisingly, since Google works with all of them. They all sell Android phones. Um, Unsurprisingly, they said, we don't, quote, we don't intend to be a carrier at scale, which means they're not going to be nationwide tomorrow. They're going to certainly start small, very similar to Google Fiber. And they also, uh, when asked if they would be going for aggressively lower prices, um, Pachai hinted that that wasn't going to be their strategy. Instead, they were going to go for more innovations, things like seamless uh, links between cellular data and Wi-Fi networks and things like that, uh, creating a better service, not necessarily a cheaper one. Um, we're, we're pretty much expecting the IO conference in May. We'll get full details on that and Android pay and Google plus and all the things we've talked about. So yep. interesting cool. stuff. Yeah. I, that is interesting. I'm not sure I understand what their like angle is for. I mean, maybe it's just cause and I, I just cause they can maybe, or to force, like maybe it's good. Maybe it'll force, like if they're doing crazy stuff, it'll force like crazy stuff out of the other carriers. And I, I think that's, that's what fine. It is. Google yeah. doesn't want to be a nationwide fa- uh, fiber company either. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a threat. It's just, right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we could do this. So get yeah, your act right. together. That's great. And to be honest, they could do a wireless service a lot easier than they could do fiber. So mm. the wireless guys should be extra terrified uh, of that. That's true. 
Um, let's continue. One other quick Google announcement. I thought this story was hilarious this week, to be honest. It's not the biggest or most exciting story. I laughed at this. Google Blogger. Are you a big Blogger fan, Colby? Uh, I have not used Blogger since my communications class freshman year where I had to have a Blogger account and blog. Wow. So a good, uh, good six, five, six years there, huh? Yeah, definitely. Wow. Well, believe it or not, it still exists. People still use it and apparently are using it for pornography, which Ooh. I didn't even know you could put on the internet. I, <laughs> Shocking. I right? thought we had laws against that. Thanks, FCC. <laughs> um, <laughs> Blasphemy. So, what's fascinating is Google announced early in the week, early last week, that they were going to begin banning explicit images from Blogger which had been previously allowed for the 10-plus years the service has been around. And then later in the week, they changed their mind and said, okay, we'll allow graphic images now in the weirdest turnabout, like, ever. <laughs> it's like they actually took the time to figure out how much blogger traffic froze from adult <laughs> content, and they were like, oh, my God, we don't have a service. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, 10% of our revenue comes from explicit images on blogger. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they said that it would have affected accounts that would have been running for 10 plus years. Such a... It's just... It I just, don't understand. It's just... Uh, let's see. The, the person in charge of Blogger says users submitted, quote, a ton of feedback, end quote, after the announcement. Yeah. So, just know, people, your voices are heard. Tell Google you want more pornography. <laughs> internet of the internet pornographers of the world unite. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Uh. All right. Oh my God, we are burning through the stories. We've got two more. Uh, we, I'm not wearing my watch. I feel like such an idiot. It's on the counter over there. Um, oh, no. Pebble, the the smartwatch manufacturer. We're going to be talking a lot about smartwatches here in the next couple weeks. Um, but Pebble decided to get in on the action early and announced their next version of the Pebble smartwatch, Pebble Time. The big highlights of the Pebble Time include a color e-ink display. Uh, they haven't said exactly how many colors it will produce. It's obviously not like a full LCD-type spectrum. I think they did. It's like 64 or something. Uh, Which is like, I was, well, I was watching the Verge them. video. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. more than 64. I, That's well, can your eyes even the, see more than that? The Verge, the video on the Verge compared it to like a Game Boy color. It's it's like that sort and of that worked fine. That many colors, yeah. <laughs> uh, other highlights include a microphone built into the watch itself for responding to incoming messages and recording voice notes. Uh, it's 20% slimmer than the previous model and has a slight curve to it to fit more comfortably on your wrist. Um, it has a smart accessory port that they haven't announced any partners for yet, but they uh, suggest it could allow for sensors, straps, or additional batteries, all sorts of things you can attach to the watch because um, they oh, aren't built in. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they're they're teasing, and we'll get to the Kickstarter in a minute, but they're they're teasing as the Kickstarter goes on. They're going to start to announce more of these things. Um, the other big announcement is software. So they're updating the Pebble software to create a new timeline view. So when you look up in your, when you scroll up, you will, you will, let's see if I remember this. If you scroll down, you will see past events. And if you scroll up, you'll see future events, like in order. Uh, whether they come from your calendar or their notifications or all sorts of things. Uh, it's more of a timeline view, which I can say as a current Pebble owner, it's difficult to look and see um, things like that. What, what's coming up and then what sort of notifications have you gotten and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, that software is going to be on both the time and on past versions of the Pebble. They're going to get updated. Uh, an existing watch faces and app will work with the new timeline feature. Um, another big part of this announcement, Pebble Time, available exclusively on Kickstarter. That's right. This established company decided to launch their new watch on Kickstarter. Um starting at $179 for a pre-order. It'll be $199 upon release. Uh, Colby, guess how much money they've they've gotten on their Kickstarter? 
You know, because I mean, you probably I, looked. It, admittedly, I looked before yeah, this I show, should. but I'm going to say a little over $11 million. Well, Colby, I can't imagine they raise nearly that much. That would be crazy. How about... Oh, wow. Actually, they might hit $12 million while we're on the air. Uh, right. <laughs> very close. Um, that's right. $12 million on Kickstarter. What is... You probably don't know this. What is what is the current record for most funded Kickstarter? It's got to be approaching that. Now, at the the original Pebble, weren't they? They were the first like the original Pebble was like a record breaking Kickstarter, wasn't it? At the time, yeah. But what was the final? Let's find out. Yeah, I'll just Google it. <laughs> why, why bother asking you? And I can just Google it. Um. <laughs> Let's see. At least since July of this year. Oh, it's a slideshow. God damn it. <laughs> Don't you hate when websites do that? Yes. You just yes, tell me the answer. Come on. That's terrible. Oh, wait. There's a Wikipedia. List of highest funded crowdfunding projects on Wikipedia. I know this is thrilling radio to hear me. <laughs> Google stuff. Sean, Sean mutters as he peruses the internet. <laughs> Um, oh, wow. I didn't even hear about this. There was a video game called Star Citizen. Um, and it raised $74 million. What? Which far and away, which holds the Guinness World Records. Wow. Oh, wait, uh, hang on. It says of the total amount, 6.2 million were raised on Kickstarter. Oh, uh, oh, on a single day. What? Oh, I anyways. Whatever. I will say the, the most funded hardware project is... You remember that cooler with the built-in blender and the Bluetooth radio? $12 million for that. The previous Pebble raised $10 million. So this will probably be the highest funded hardware project ever nice. in, in Kickstarter's history. They also have, there's still 24 days yeah. to go. This is like four days into their Kickstarter. My, I would pay good money to look at the stats of their Kickstarter right before and right after the Apple announcement. Oh, yeah. Because I wonder if sales levels will either drop or spike. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. I don't think it's going to have much difference. No. I feel like they got most of their... This was their big spike. Like, I don't know. Like, the people who are going to get a Pebble, it is kind of niche, right? Like, it's kind of nerdy well, in a way that the, the Apple Watch is not. You could be right, though. But in any case, I... On a related note... uh. I backed the Kickstarter, so I'll I'll be getting a Pebble time. Hey, yeah, because uh, to be to be honest, this was the first the first announced. I don't know, even even like hint of something in a smartwatch that I found vaguely compelling. Like, and what would that? I what what part of it? Well, I mean, for one thing, the battery lasts seven days. Yeah, like or you know, up to seven days, but it lasts like more than one day. I, I've had, a, I've had minimum, minimum of three days. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Like I, I would never ever buy a watch thing that I had to plug in every night, like every night. Like I can deal with every night that I had to plug in more than once a day. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that I had to, would have to recharge. Like I have to recharge my phone if I'm, I'm, you know, away from a plug for, you know, more than 10 hours or something. Um, so that's super cool. And I just, I think it's like super fun. Like I, I think it looks really cool and I like e- the e-ink screen and it's color and it looks, it just looks like a good time. And I like their, their timeline, the, the video about the timeline. Like, I think that makes sense in what I like. That sounds like what I would want from, from my, notification viewer thing and i don't know it just sounded useful and it, it, it's always on that's the other thing mm-hmm. like the, the the fact that i mean i don't think 
any of their this smartwatches are are always on like that because they're all LCDs. So if they were always on, the bat- battery would last for fifteen minutes. Um, yeah. So it wasn't even. I like. I watched the video and was like, "Yeah, I want that. That sounds cool." Mm-hmm. And I didn't. So. Yeah i I thought about upgrading my watch to this one. Yeah, because you can. I'll put the steel on eBay and get a little money back, and then do the upgrade. But and I also thought about the Apple Watch. the The single biggest problem with Pebble is iOS. Mm. You can do one tenth of the things you can do on Android with with your iPhone, and it yeah. it's a big pain <sighs> in the ass. And yeah. they they claim all kinds of things that oh we've made it better oh we're really trying and working with developers and finding all these workarounds but right it's just such BS that because Apple locks down the operating system the way it does which they're allowed to do um it just makes it such a pain you know like the the microphone on there is a good example if you have Android you can use it to uh do all kinds of voice recognition stuff google now it works with a bunch of apps like facebook messenger and all this stuff if you use it on ios you can use it to what can you i don't even think you can make calls with it there's like one or two things you can do with it it's really really (laughs) really really limited actionable notifications basically don't work you know so you can't mark an email as read or delete it or anything like that you can just dismiss it um so I'm I'm hoping this new software, which they claim a lot of workarounds with this new version, um, yeah. I'm hoping that that works well. That would be a big plus. But I'll be watching the uh, the Apple announcement very carefully because um, I'm very interested to get the details. Which gives us as good as time as any to to get to our last topic, which would be uh, Apple's big announcement. They sent out the reminder. Um, this past week that next Monday, uh, March 9th at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific, uh, the big Apple event, what they call uh, Spring Forward, was sort of their little tagline at the Yerba Buena Center for the Arts in San Francisco. Um, I think we can safely say we know the Apple Watch will be discussed and formally launched. Um, mm-hmm. I my best guess would be we're probably not going to be able to get it on day one. Uh, they said it would ship in April and I think they're going to stick to that. So probably pre-orders a week or two after the event and then another couple weeks for, um, actual in-store and shipping availability. Um, but that's totally guess. We also don't know the prices, the battery life. Um, and a few, I have a feeling they'll slip a few new features in there as well in this announcement. Uh, Rumors as well that we could hear about a couple other things, including a new MacBook Air design. We talked on the show about that somewhat leaked render-ish thing uh, of a slimmer MacBook Air with a retina display. We've also talked about Beats Music and what they'll be doing with that. There have been rumors for months that they might merge it with iTunes Radio or that they may rebrand it as iTunes Radio or some way combine it with iTunes. Um, Colby, I guess I'll just quickly ask you this. Any... Anything unusual you're expecting from this event or anything you're really looking forward to from this event or anything? I, I'm, I, I guess I'm looking forward to like having some, some m- more solid details about the watch. I mean, like, again, I'm not excited for the watch. I'm not going to buy one because I just bought a Pebble. Probably. <laughs> unless, I don't know. Unless it turns out the watch is actually $200 cheaper and the, the battery lasts for 10 Forever. days. Maybe then I'll get it. Right. The battery lasts that, for... You know, that might have been Pebble's mistake, right? They should have shut down the... Uh, they should have ended the Kickstarter before the announcement because you can still cancel. They don't have yeah. your money yet. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but... Oh, yeah. that That was the other thing. Like, this is... $200. I mean, like backing it, I, I was kind of early, so I got like the the $180 one or whatever, but like way that that completely reasonable, something I, I'd be willing to pay to try out something like this that I'm not so sure about. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like Apple Watch, huge commitment, giant price tag, $10,000 for a 24 karat gold watch. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think new MacBook Airs would be cool, and 
I don't know. I don't know if that would really affect my life because I'm not really in the market for a laptop right now. Uh, Because I have my work one and I kind of just like, yeah, I use that. Yeah, I think but. I think the only important thing out of a MacBook Air announcement would be uh, support of USB Type C, which was one of the big rumors that they were going to really oh, push yeah. that. Um, yeah. I think if they did that, that could be a big story. I mean, I think Retina would be big. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would. I I feel like that's. But that has to be well, obvious at this point, right? There's no way they could update it without including it. Maybe. I don't know. I, it that seems seems to be the case, given that every other MacBook you can buy has has Retina. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, it is. I know that's like. Um, I feel like that keeps people from getting a MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a shame because I I think it. I mean, it's clearly the best form connector in any computer as I've ever used. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, maybe that'll even get better. Maybe it'll get smaller. That'd be crazy. I don't know. Yeah. That would be cool. I would, I would like to see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't, aside from that, I don't know, like something crazy. I think a crazy thing would be like new cinema di- displays, 4k cinema di- displays. I don't know if that probably doesn't make sense though. Cause I don't think they work with anything. Yeah. It is interesting though, because they would really only work with the Mac pro. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what other time of year they usually do like the Mac Pro and that kind of odd stuff in the spring. Yeah. So if they did it now would be the time. My my thought was uh I think we might see an early preview of iOS nine, which is expected to be announced mm. at WWDC. I think they'll let one or two key features leak and I think beats the beats music, yeah. whatever they do with it'll be one of them. Oh yeah. But I think there'll be one or, or two others. Yeah, I, I I could definitely see some sort of like watch specific iOS stuff or or maybe watch impacting iOS stuff like things that are really cool with the watch and maybe just cool in general or maybe just beats, right? Like Well, it could be beat. we haven't heard anything about HomeKit really other than the fact it exists, you know. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't think Apple's going to put out light bulbs uh like your pick, but uh I think, you know, uh, getting some tighter integration or something, uh, you know, really demonstrating that cuz they haven't. But maybe they'll wait until WWDC to do that. Yeah. It's hard to see, but we will have full coverage next week. Oh my god, you know how we get after an Apple event. We go nuts. And since everyone already announced everything this past week, <laughs> we'll have nothing to talk about but the Apple event. Uh, that's probably not true, but we will have full coverage next Monday. Be here. Um, let's move on to picks. Uh, I'm going to go through mine quick. It is a very short, simple pick, but sometimes those are my favorite kind of picks. Um, the cool thing about browsers is e- extensions and plugins. One of the cool things, right? I'm a big fan of extensions and plugins and little tweaks that make your browser just a little better. Um, and I found this one recently. It's called Dropbox for Gmail. It's by Dropbox. They actually make it, so that's good. At least you know it's somewhat supported by smart people. Um, and all it does, it's it's, a, it's available in the Chrome store. There'll be a link on the website. It is a Chrome add-in or whatever they call them for Chrome. And it just puts a little G, uh, Dropbox icon in the Compose window of your Gmail. And you just one-click, and it brings up all your Dropbox files. You just click, and then it puts a... Um, either a link or I don't know if it, I don't think it actually, I thought I read somewhere it gives you the option to actually embed the, uh, no, it just links. Um, but it will automatically put the link to that file in your email and you can send it out. Sounds really simple. I really like it. Integrates well with Dropbox because it's from, from Dropbox. One click to include links to files. If you're a big Dropbox user like I am, it's a really great feature. Uh, and it's free, and it's one click to install. So you should do it. Dropbox for Gmail. It's available in the Google, uh, the Chrome uh, web app store. Uh, but the link is on our website as well. So that's my pick. Nice and easy. Cool. Yeah, so um, my pick is actually something I haven't really used yet. Uh However, the other day I ordered like a smart things hub for my apartment. So that's, that's like, if you Google it, it, I, like I said, it hasn't come yet. So I haven't used it, but that's, so I ordered that in, in related to that, 
the smart things hub is like uh you know internet of things like connecty things so it, it it there are many devices that are compatible with it and you can connect them and you know uh, i don't know automate your life um but related to that uh my pick is this uh it's called the GE Link light bulb, and it's basically it's an LED light bulb, kind of like the Philips Hue or something. So it can connect to uh, the SmartThings hub. It, it GE has their own like Wink hub or something that is supposed to be really terrible, um, but this light bulb is compatible with other devices too. It just uses um, it uses XB, which is a little bit like Wi-Fi, but. Um, but like lower power, lower bandwidth, because you you know you don't need to send like HD movies to your light bulb. You can just send. <laughs> All you have to do is tell it to turn on and off. Um, but the thing that's cool, like I was looking at other like connected light bulbs, and you know the Philips Hue is like a hundred hundreds of dollars for three bulbs in the hub thing, and like. Mm-hmm incredibly expensive and like you know the Philips Hue does all this cool stuff where it changes color like this is just a straightforward LED light bulb that connects to the SmartThings hub but it costs $14 or $15 it's $14.97 and that just completely blew me away um, and the the reviews are, the other thing is that the reviews are all incredibly good and it's all people saying like this is only fourteen dollars. I don't. I don't understand. It's amazing. It works perfectly. It does exactly what it says it does, mm-hmm. and it's fourteen dollars. It's like you know, twice the price of a regular light bulb. Plus, it's an LED bulb, so I don't know. It's supposed to. I, I, it says on here. It says bulbs last for twenty two point eight years. Yeah, that's a really long time. Power, yeah, and they use. I mean, they use a fraction of the energy that your that incandescents use. Um, so. I don't know, like if that's something you're into, this is probably something you should look at because it it seems it seems like I don't know amazing. It's it blew my mind a little. Um, so I don't know. I, I can report back probably like next week maybe with how any of this stuff is working. The thing I'm really worried about is like I don't know. I have my apartment has these weird like inset lights everywhere. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure if like this bulb is going to fit They They do have another shape, like, uh, more of the triangly bulb. Um, so I'm hoping if this one doesn't like that one might, cause that's what I really want. I want all my, the lights in my apartment to be internetable, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll keep you posted. Cool. That is awesome. I, I can't wait to hear that. I, uh, one of the, the many things on my list of cool crap I want to buy, but haven't yet, so. That's yeah. Great. Yeah, I don't know. The last, like, week, I guess I was just like, oh, I realized I hadn't bought anything in, like, two months, so I had to buy <laughs> spend some money on some stupid stuff that I don't need. And it's going to be great when you can control your lights with your Pebble Time. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all I want. Welcome to the future. Very good. Uh, we'll have the link to that as well as on our website. Uh, so you don't have to go searching for it. You can go right to don'tpanic.io, which is our website. Everything there you need to know about the show, audio, video, past episodes, current episodes, the live episodes. We've got social media up the wazoo at Don't Panic Show on Twitter, Don't Panic Show on Facebook. We're also on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Uh, we're also in your favorite podcast app and the RSS is on our website. <laughs> Bless you. Don't panic.io is the website. Uh, cool. Wow, what a what a what a great show as always, Colby. Indeed, that was a fun one. I would consider that successful. We win. You know, I'm 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 seriously considering. You know, we could save a lot on the budget if we just don't renew Dan and we just that's true. We just just fire him. a little more for the both of us. Not not a third mouth to feed. Yep. Yep. Although all the all that cash we have rolling in from referral links and stuff, <laughs> I told you how much we made on those, right? No, There's I don't think like so. Two dollars and eighty nine cents sitting in an Amazon account. It's too low. They won't give it to us. Oh They're no! They're literally like they should. They should just take that. They should apply it directly to like our S three charges for for hosting the files. The, the files which is like cents it's like three cents a month we're so popular <laughs> Woo-hoo. blowing up positive 
Yeah. And without Dan to pay, I mean, that's that's a, over a dollar per person. So. Yeah, that guy charges a lot. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he makes more than both of us combined. Can you believe it? <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, he's got a good agent. What are you gonna do? <laughs> um, very good. Well, thanks to all of you out there. Join us next week. We'll have wall to wall Apple Watch and other Apple things coverage, um, and we'll answer the million dollar question: Will Sean pre order an Apple Watch? Oh, that's it. This is exciting. There is still no answer yet, because honestly, I am really on the fence, and Apple does have a 15-day return policy. Um, So I can always order one and return it if I change my mind. (laughs) That's true. I'm really leaning towards not, because I really, for all the reasons you said you're interested in Pebble, are exactly why I won't buy an Apple Watch. But we don't know the details, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. And uh, I'll be at work, but I'll see if... if, uh, Go follow us on Twitter at Don't Panic Show, um, and maybe I'll I'll live tweet a few things depending on how busy I am at the office. Uh, don't don't tell my boss. <laughs> we'll keep it that way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks everyone for watching. Uh, that's our show this week. We'll see you next week on another episode of uh, Don't Panic. But until then, good night. Peace out. <laughs>